Have you ever had someone who you really trusted fail you? Maybe, and, and it caused you to question if you can ever trust someone again? Maybe that person was a parent or a family member or maybe your best friend or a close friend or, or a relationship that you had with a significant other. I know I have and sometimes when people fail us who we really, really trusted and allowed to get close to us, when that happens, we begin to question, why did this happen? Sometimes we question God's love for us and, and we wonder, what is, what is the, the meaning of this? Well, today I'm going to share with you why God in mercy allows men to fail you. But first, I want to introduce myself. My name is Enoch Leffingwell, and I love helping young people to identify their passions, their talents, and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. I enjoy helping young people to try to make sense of life. I'm here to share with you the information that I wish someone shared with me when I was younger. So in, in helping to understand about why God in mercy and faithfulness allows men to fail us, then um, I'm going to be sharing with you four major big ideas, and then a fifth that is going to help us to know how to move forward from here. So big idea number one, God allows men to fail us so that we can see the foolishness in trusting in men and making men our, our trust and, and to lead us to trust in God. Like, for instance, in, in my life, I, I've, I've found that um, I grew up without a father. I was born on a one-night stand. My father wasn't in the picture. And so um, that kind of led me as a young man uh, to be seeking for someone to try to fill that void or maybe this hurt that, that he kind of let me down, knowing that I existed but still didn't really care to seek me out. Um, and then uh, th that really bothered me. And then sometimes people would take me under their wing and and they tried to mentor me, but you know, I was a pretty troubled kid and I was too much for them to handle, I guess. And so they ended up saying, you know, well, God's grace is good, but I don't know if we can touch that child's life because he is really messed up. And people would give up on me, have mentor after mentor after mentor. And eventually I just stopped having hope. I, 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 I went from saying, maybe this is the man that is going to help lead me, who's going to help encourage me, who's going to help um, be there for me and teach me how to be a man, how to make sense of life. And then they would give up. They'd get busy. They'd fall away. And when one, two, three times that happens, I start giving up on the ever the idea. And then I don't trust others. And I've had uh, best friends I, I've, I've had a one particular very best friend. I've, I've never been any closer to anyone in my life. Someone who was more than a friend. He was like a brother to me. He was a mentor. He was a, a leader. Someone I trusted so much who had taught me so much. Um, one, there, through a series of events, eventually um, things changed. And then he started saying mean things about me. And then he started spreading lies and rumors and, and maligned my character and defamed my reputation to everyone that we knew and 
and I, I really questioned, I'm like, why is this happening? Well, what is going on? And I, and it, it made me question, should I really, like, if this is the fruit of having a close friend, then why would I ever want to be close to someone again? And I started to reclude in myself. And I started to um, to want to not trust others and keep everybody over at an arm's length away so that they, they couldn't come close to my heart. And I, I noticed that as I was starting to get to this point that it was not it wasn't healthy, it, it wasn't enjoyable, it was actually really painful and, and felt lonely inside, but I didn't know what to do because I um, I didn't want to trust others and get hurt and make myself vulnerable again. That, that sounds even worse, so maybe just isolating myself from others and, and being remaining in solitary and just taking care of myself would be a better way to go and, and not have to deal with all the the issues and stresses of, of relationships and people and friends and so as I as I was starting to realize that um, there was a there was a few things that that God had showed me that had drastically changed my life and it made me realize the that I can learn to trust again I can learn to grow with people and that I can have meaningful relationships with others and I'm telling you. Um, since I've gone through that experience, it has been some of the best last three, four years of my life. And each day is getting better than the last. And now I am surrounded by friends who love me, who care for me, and I care for them. And it is so fulfilling to be able to serve God with those who love God and love you. And there's like no greater joy than sharing with others what God has shared with you and to be able to serve God with friends. I, I really believe that. And to be able to, to come from that extreme to this great joy and fulfillment that I have now, it, it took a few big ideas in order to get there. And I'm going to share with you these four big ideas. And again, big idea number one is God allows men to fail us so that we can see the folly and trusting in man and learn to trust only in God. You see, the book of Proverbs says that there is um, a woe to them that put their trust in princes or in leaders. That there's a woe in, in, in uh, the book of Psalms for those that make the flesh their arm, that they would not trust in the Lord. So all throughout the scriptures, uh, we are there's a contrast that is being made between who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust man or are you going to trust God? And what happens is we put our hopes and our affections and our our um, as, uh, and our trust in people. We look to men uh, for sympathy and for comfort, and we rely on on them, and um, and then. They're just sinful men, just like you and I are. They they have challenges. They have issues and struggles, and they go through real issues like you do. And even even the pastors, when you when you see them preaching the word of God, they're seeking to live a holy life, and they're seeking to strive and live by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But they're still human too, and they're in great need of a savior. And um, and so what God does is he protects us 
Because the thing is, if we put our trust in men, man will fail us 100% of the time. I guarantee you. It's not if, it's when. And these failures help us because they help us to look to God. And we, we are able to see through that experience that the Lord is actually drawing us closer to Him. The goal is not to push us so far by questioning like, Lord, if you really love me, why did this happen to me? But he's saying it's because I love you and I know that your security can be found only in my love, that I have created you with a God-shaped heart. And as long as my love is not filling that hole in your heart, you will fill that void with relationships, with, with, uh, with friends, with other people. You will fill the, try to fill that void with all these things that can never satisfy. And I am the creator of your heart. I love you and I know what's best for you. And I know that you can only truly experience joy and lasting peace have, and have internal peace when there's external havoc when my love is reigning in your heart. So God is giving you an opportunity to see the mistakes in others so that you cannot depend on them but that you can lay hold on God and His promises and have a personal relationship with God. These are blessings because they really, they really show you um, how you can identify in the future um, these, these indications or these, uh, these obstacles, these hang-ups, these pitfalls that are likely to occur and again and again anytime that we put trust in man. God alone is our confidence. He is the one who is a shelter in the time of the storm. He is the one that is going to to pick you up when you fall. When we depend on men, they will let us down. So when we realize that, that God allows these things to happen so we can see the foolishness in trusting to man and making the arm of flesh, flesh our arm, then we begin to realize, wow, you know, God actually does love us. And we realize the need to pray for those in leadership. And I encourage you, do pray for the leaders. Pray for me. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your parents. Pray for those in your life who have an influence. Because Satan's trying to attack these men. He knows that if he can get these men to fall, then many others who are trusting in them will go with him. So there's a special need to pray for those who are willing to use their voice and to change the world, to share the gospel, to make a difference in people's lives. So we got to pray for each other. That, and that's the big idea number one. Big idea number two is it's really helpful to realize that Jesus trusted in people who failed him. Jesus knows what it's like to have men fail him. Look at Judas. One of the twelve was the very one to betray him into the hands of the enemy. His own people, the Jews, who he entrusted with the work of the redemption to proclaim the coming of the Messiah that was going to forgive everyone. They were the very ones who crucified Christ. Look at the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, the time where they can stand for truth and righteousness. They fled. 
and they left him alone to be captured in the garden and in the judgment hall when when the night before in the last supper peter was saying lord though all men forsake thee yet will i not forsake thee and jesus knowing his heart said before the cock crow thrice you're going to deny me three times and then in the judgment hall you see when when jesus is being maligned and um and false witness and falsely testified against him and he's there in the time where he needs his disciples support and prayer the most peter mingles with the mob and the multitude and they're like hey aren't you one of his disciples like no he's like no i've seen you You, you've been with him nope that's not me you talk like him you don't talk like everyone and he starts cursing and denying christ and and he's looking and, and and he's trying to distinguish himself by that offensive words and then the cock crew and he realized what Jesus said and he looked at Christ and it was a beautiful because it wasn't a look of stern just like hatred or anger but it was a look of love and pity it was the look of love that saved Peter's soul that was a tender regard that Jesus looked at his disciples who left him who deserted him when he needed them the most. So I I tell you this my friends because you're not alone. There is a sympathizing savior that knows what you're going through. He understands the depths of your heart and and your soul's pain when those who you trust fail you. But does it mean to stop? No. Christ has given you a way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10:13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, God is faithful, and will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation, with the temptation, also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 That way of escape is Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. John 14.6 He's there for you, friends. And when you realize that you're not alone and that Christ has gone before you, it makes it more tangible. It doesn't take away the hurt, but it helps you to realize that if He can do it, why can't I? And it helps us to learn how to move forward from there. So that, that is big idea number two, that Jesus knows what you're going through. Big idea number three is that failures are a blessing. Now, if this is new to you, hang in there. I'll explain to you. Failures are a blessing because when we learn from these experiences, they help us to grow where we otherwise wouldn't have. Every failure overcame, every mistake learned from, every um, obstacle overcame becomes a stepping stone that allows us to reach higher to more um, great things. Where anyone who's ever made life a success has have made it through these stepping stones. Failures are a blessing when we look at them not as um, not not to be dwelling in the past and to to 
like your past doesn't determine your future. And when you look at your past more as an educator and a beacon of warning, then it then it doesn't remain a failure. It only become it becomes an apparent failure. It appears like a failure, but you turn failure into a success by learning from it. And when those failures make you a a they develop your character, they help you to learn what not to repeat in the future, they prepare you um, for the future, then it becomes a success. 1 John 5.14 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. So God has promised us victory, not failure. The life with Christ, we have linked ourselves up with the one who knows no failure. God has saw fit that if you twist, if you flip the script, if you change the way that you look at failure, then it can become a success. You can go from one glorious victory to another, and you'll realize that failure is not something that we should be afraid of. But it is a very essential part to success. The more of these mistakes we learn from, the better we'll get. And they help us to not repeat them in the future. And so really, when you realize that failure is a blessing, if you allow your mind to see the lesson that God is teaching, all trials, if received as educators, will produce joy. So I encourage you, friends, Look back into a time when someone failed you. Look back into a time where, like, like for me, I see that because I didn't have my, my earthly father, it only made me long for my relationship with my heavenly father. It made me want to know him even more and realize that he satisfies all of my needs. I still haven't met my earthly father, but I don't have that, that great longing like I used to. But it's because of that that I, I've uh, allowed God has turned that into a success. So when you allow God to reveal to you the lesson, then it makes it worth, it makes it easier to bear and easier to experience when someone you trust uh, fails you. And a big idea number four is that these failures they actually prepare you for the future. What do I mean by that? Well, if what this does is it allows you to be able to relate more with those who you want to reach. Uh, the book of Thessalonians says that we comfort others with the same comfort wherewith we are comforted of God. So by you going through this experience, it has opened the door for you to relate with someone who's gone through a similar experience. It allows you to be able to encourage them. Here's a tip. Here's a secret. The secret of overcoming is by helping others overcome. Revelation 12, 11 says, They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. When you share your testimony with others, it not only helps them, but it helps you to overcome the very thing that you are expressing and sharing with others. Expression deepens the impression. So as you help others overcome that 
um, loss, uh, that failure in behalf from, or the failure from a, a parent, or maybe the relationship, the significant other that you were with who let you down or betrayed your trust or changed, um, you're able to comfort someone who's going through a similar experience and they're trying to make sense of life and they don't, they haven't learned the lessons yet. But you can be that voice of reason. You can be that voice of hope to say, you know what? I've gone through what you're going through and I've lived through it. Right now, it seems like the end of the world. Right now, it seems like there's too much to bear. But I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Jesus has gone through this and I've gone through this and the Lord will help you to get through this. And that and, and you can share, here are some verses, here are some promises that have helped encourage me during these difficult times. But you wouldn't ever be able to relate to them in that manner if it weren't for the experiences that you've gone through. Like as I share with you my testimony in, the, in these vlogs, I realize I'm actually thankful that I've gone through these challenges because I know I'm not alone. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, I am not alone. There's no temptation taking me such as is common to man. They're common. And I'm grateful that I get to experience them because I, I look at these my, my past and these challenges as it's almost like my, my supernatural ability. It's my, my, it's my superpower to be able to relate, to help you. Because I know you're going through similar difficulties and experiencing these helps us to help each other. We're able to encourage one another in this path of life. So just know that when men who you trust fail you, it's actually preparing you for the future so that you can discern the signs, avoid the same mistake in the future, and teach others how to overcome in a similar situation. So those are the four big ideas that help you to see why God in mercy allows you, allows men to fail you and how it really is by his love that he does this. Now, no, bonus number five, I'm going to share with you, here's what you do. Which, well, I'll tell you what you don't do. Don't give up trusting others. The temptation is going to be to harden your heart, to push people away, to never trust anyone again. Don't do that, my friends. It's one of the worst things you can do. And I, I realized I was doing that when I was going through my challenge with, with my friend. And um, there's a few people who were trying to help me in this difficult crisis that I was in. And um, someone was took me on a drive and they started talking with me. And they were sharing about how important it is to have others and how sometimes people let us down. But And then I just thought it was kind of weird and off, off subject. And I was like, why is he telling me this? And then the next day, there's another man who was helping me. And he's like, you know what? He got up in my face. He's like, he was touching on my chest. He's like, you hold your cards too close to your chest. You need to let people in sometimes. There are people who love you. There are people who care for you. And that shook me. I was like, whoa, this is the second person in two days. I'm like, maybe God is trying to tell me something. The scripture says when when um, there's two witnesses, it establishes a thing. And I started to open my eyes and to realize, well, maybe I am being uh, holding things too close to my chest. Maybe there are people that love me and that actually care. And I, I started to realize that 
just like the book of Job says that thing that which I feared it came upon me the very thing that I was afraid of in trying to protect myself from experiencing pain to protect myself from being hurt again I was actually perpetuating that very pain because I was not allowing myself to develop those relationships with others I could not develop those relationships because I was um, distrusting others and I didn't let people in so I couldn't have good relationships. So in other words, rather than experience 99 meaningful, helpful, encouraging, loving friendships because of the fear of that one person that may hurt me, I would rather have pain with a hundred out of a hundred people. And and it was just perpetuating the very thing that I was trying to avoid, and that's pain. Because it, it hurts to be alone. It hurts to be lonely. It hurts to isolate. And it doesn't feel right to be in solitary. God created man in the garden. He said it's not good for man to be alone. God created us to be social creatures. And so I began to realize, well, then I need a, I need a better way. And as I was praying and thinking about it, I was realizing, well, what did Christ do? And I see that he, he didn't give up on humanity. God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Christ died for the ungodly. He was willing to endure this so that we can be saved, so we can be brought back to have a relationship with the Father. And I was just like, wow. that. And I was trying to think, reason from cause and effect, like what would that look like? And then a, the thought came, it's like, but what if someone hurts me again? And then I realized, well, no, it's not what it's not a matter of if, but it's when. So my new question was, what will I do when someone I trusted hurts me or betrays my trust? And I realized, you know what? I am I am going to trust that God is not going to give me anything I can't handle and that he's going to see me through. I'm going to allow myself to be vulnerable again, to love fully, to love openly, and to sh and, and to allow people to be close to me and that I can be close to them because uh, that, that way I can have more influence to help bring them to Christ. And um, I, will, I will trust others, not because man is trustworthy, but because I trust God that he's going to allow me, he's going to help me to get through any situation that I could possibly experience. And as I was going through that, I mean, it, it, it's like there was this transformation taking place. It was one of the hardest decisions I have ever made in my entire Christian experience. But it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And like I said, it has been the best few years of my life ever since I have been able to make friends for eternity that I could never have dreamed of before. And I'll tell you, I had friends before, but not to the same depth, not to the same connection as before. And I can honestly see standing today before you in sincerity that I thank God that I went through that experience because had I not have gone through that experience, I wouldn't have realized how to have such meaningful deep and um, 
and 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 encouraging relationships as I do now. And the people that I get to meet, I, I, I love meeting new people. And I love getting to know others and seeing what they're going through and, and helping them. And I wasn't always like that. So I look at that as a turning point in my life that helped to shape who I am today and what really matters to me. And one of those things is just lear learning to trust God again so that you can um, you can be vulnerable, that you can you can tr you can be trustworthy, that that you can develop those relationships with others so that you can lead people to Christ. And the only way you can do that is as you strengthen your personal relationship with God. He is the one that's going to give you that security. He is the one that alone we can trust. He is the one that will help us when when no one else is there to help us, God is faithful and he will not let us down. We can trust in him. And so in summary, what I want to, sh um, the four big ideas that really helped me to overcome and understand how that it truly is in mercy and faithfulness that God allows men to fail us. So, um, is because number one, we can see the foolish in trusting in man and learn to put all of our trust in God. Number two is to recognize that Jesus was betrayed by those who he trusted and we're not alone. So number three is that failures are a blessing. If that's a new idea to you, let me know in the comment section below. And if you want to have some more videos about that, maybe I could elaborate and share some Bible verses um, I've given Bible studies and sermons on the subject, but um, if you want more information, let me know in the comments. And number four is that failures prepare you for the future. Wouldn't you like to be more prepared for the stresses and the crisis that lie before us? Number five, this bonus, is what we do is recognize that the closer you come to Christ the closer you are able to come to others safely. And because our personal relationship with God is so important, we are putting together an online uh, program that is called Direction from God. And, and it's designed to help people to strengthen their relationship with God, to learn how to trust Him again, to be able to have that, that strong personal devotions that strong time with the Lord that nothing can get in between us and, and His love for us. So in this program, we are helping people to understand more of God's plan and His perfect will for each of our lives so that we can make safe decisions and we can know for a certainty what God's will is in every major area of our life. So if you're interested in knowing more about the Direction from God program and how you can strengthen your relationship with God, I encourage you to go to the, the website directionfromgod.com and, and on there you'll be able to find out more information. I hope this video has been really helpful for you because truly it's in mercy that God allows men to fail you. And if this has taught you anything, I encourage you, hit like. If you enjoyed this, hit like and share this with people. If, if this was a 
eye-opener for you, then I'm sure it can open someone else's eye too. The world needs to hear this. The world needs to know this. Young people are going through issues greater today than ever before. And you could be a voice of reason. You can help encourage them by pressing the share button and putting this video before other people who are going through a hard time. So I encourage you, hit share. And again, let me know in the comment section if um, what aha moment that you received from this video and if there's any other future videos that you would like me to record or to elaborate more on, please let me know. I love reading your comments and they are so encouraging. Thank you everybody for joining me in this journey in the Army of Youth because there is a work to do in finishing the work of redemption before the soon coming of Christ. Thank you for watching. Have a great day.